When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Philly Pod brought to you by thelibertyline.com. I'm your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all platforms at the Philly Pod uh, training camp. It's been a it's been a fun time since we started. We are two days into training camp a lot to discuss because the two days were uh were drastically different if you're new to the show thank you for checking it out be sure to subscribe on apple itunes spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, odyssey anywhere else you get your shows be sure to leave those reviews and rate five stars each and every one does help with the exposure of the show joined as always by my co-host you can follow him on all platforms at steven Conrad Jr. Steven, we have Eagles football finally. We did a pod a little uh, couple days ago uh, previewing training camp, and now we're a couple days in, and we got some stuff to dive into. How you feeling, buddy? Uh, I'm feeling great. Um, I'm not sure how, you know, as we know, we've been doing this for a couple years now. Eagles fans, man, look. So you got training camp going on, and depending on how players perform, I guess to be more specific, right? Let's just get into it. Jalen Hurts, you were there both days. We're not flexing that. I'm just acknowledging the fact that you were there both days, so shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I mean, you were there, so you saw it with your own eyes, but apparently he didn't have you know, the best uh, performing day. Uh, you compare it to day one to day two, and really quickly before you kind of give the audience you know, the reality of the situation because you were there, um, I just find this time of year really amusing because you got, you got one side of the fan base that will overreact in a negative way, you know, pointing out flaws or whatever it may be. You get these tweets because the only people there are insiders, right? And then maybe, I guess, season ticket holders get limited access. Yeah, to media and season ticket holders are there, yep. Okay, so, you know, you get the side, the part of the fan base, I should say. This isn't, yeah. You get the part of the fan base that will react very negatively to the situation and, you know, say whatever they want to say. And then there's the other side that tries to like downplay these things. And guess what, guys? You're both wrong. You're both wrong. It's training camp. It's literally day two of training camp. These athletes, these professional athletes, these professional football players haven't played haven't played this style of organized football in months. Like the NFL has the biggest uh, off season of any sport. There's gonna be there's gonna be rust. There's gonna be a lot of uh, mistiming because that's what it is. Off, offense in the NFL, you know, at a high level of football, is all timing based you know, related things. And if there is any error, you know, 
with the timing, it's going to look bad. And that's what training camp is for. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to tweet your opinion or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, consider that, you know, consider that when you see these these tweets from, you know, the beat reporters, the insiders, whatever you want to call them. Just consider that. Have that in mind. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, at the end of the day, it is training camp. But you got some people, so, some reporters tweet it from a different point of view. Some people tweet it from the, uh, well, tweet it as if, like, say a defensive play happens. And we'll get into everything that happened on, on both days. But say a defensive play happens, an interception or something. One reporter could tweet that it was a bad throw by Jalen Hurts. Another report can tweet that the defensive back made a good play. So depending on, you know, which perspective it is, you can kind of milk the situation and, you know, kind of switch your narrative to, to cater to whatever it is you want to believe. Um, but yeah, but training camp is an exciting time because we get our first look at some of the players, A.J. Brown, James Bradbury, Kajir White, some of the players that have come in this offseason and get a first look at that. But before we dive into all of that, shout out to the sponsor over at SeatGeek, the leading mobile focus ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for sports, concerts, and theater events. Eagle season, as we all know, is coming up. Be sure to grab your tickets for that. Sixers have a bench. You might want to get tickets to see James Harden return on their quest to bring a ring to Philadelphia. Bryce Harper, I think, is returning sometime soon for the Phillies. Go ahead and get your tickets for that. Be sure to use promo code THEPHILLYPOV when you sign up to get $20 off your first purchase. They have the largest inventory on the web. Provide the most bang for your buck and have gorgeous interactive maps with 3D views that make finding the perfect seat simple. Again, that's promo code PhillyPod. When you sign up to get $20 off your first purchase, your next best night ever is waiting. If we're going to be at the tailgates, don't meet me there. Beat me there because we're going to be there. And there's actually a tailgate for the uh, open practice on August 7th mm. that we'll be at. So, uh, well, those tickets are only there. 10 bucks. So, you know, it you is confirming what it is this appearance, this public appearance. I'll be there. Gotta, oh, I'm at every public practice. Yeah. Well, oh, we, right, we I went get last my year. people together then. I gotta get your people together. <laughs> your people will talk to my people. Yeah, but be <laughs> sure to go ahead. SeatGeek.com, uh, promo code the Philly Pod for $20 off your first purchase. Go ahead and take advantage of that. So, yes, training camp. Day one was on Wednesday. Day two was today. They have another practice tomorrow before another off day on Sunday. I kind of wanted to wait for two days of training camp because I wanted to like get, have two full practices before I jumped to conclusions. And good thing I did because today was woefully different than in the first day, well, but no I do conclusions kinda, to jump to, man. What well, no, but you, you know, you can kind of see one play and be like, oh, you know mm. how people, you know how people get. Yep. But uh, that's why I kind of wanted to see two to get an idea of what it is. It is, uh, it is going to be. So day one, I'll talk about first because that was the uh, a day that was bigger for the offense. Uh, Jalen Hurts made a lot of plays. AJ Brown made some plays, um, and Jalen Rager made some plays, and Quez Watkins shined and mm. things. Like that. So as far as starters go, because people are asking me a lot of rotations, depth chart, who are kind of the first team starters. So Sirianni basically confirmed before the first training camp that uh, Siamalu is essentially the right guard. It's his spot to lose unless like Jack Driscoll or Sua Apeta or somebody unseats him, which I don't foresee happening. So it looks like Siamalu will be the uh, the right guard upon opening day. And um, Cam Jurgens got first team reps at center on the first day because Jason Kelsey is recovering from COVID. Um, so he got those first team reps that day. As far as the linebackers, TJ Edwards and Kaiser White were the first team linebackers, just as they were in OTA. So I expect them to be uh, running with the first team come opening day as they bring along Nicobe Dean, who the team is obviously very high on. Brandon Graham stated after practice that he's a full go following his Achilles injury, so nothing to worry about there as far as we're concerned. And uh, Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris get first team reps at safety with Kayvon Wallace rotating in with the first team 
as well. So interesting uh, positional matchups there that we are going to keep a look on. So receivers, I do want to make a note that in Wednesday, Quez Watkins was the uh, had the best performance of that day. Uh, he outmuscled. I don't want to say outmuscled, but he kind of like had had his way with Avante Maddox. Jalen Hurts put the ball where only Quez Watkins could get it. That's the clip that's circling social media. That clip of Quez Watkins making that catch, and people are somehow saying that Jalen Hurts stared his receiver down and underthrew the ball and <laughs> saying what mm. they what they want to, but they put it in a spot that only Quez can get it. Quez made the catch. Uh, on Avante Maddox out of the slot and caught another pass in the back of the end zone later on. So it looks like he's about to, you know, take advantage of all the mismatches he is going to get with all the deserved attention on A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Steven, are you surprised to hear that Quez Watkins is continuing where he left off last season and shining in training camp? Not at all, man. I mean, he he established last season, he established himself uh Obviously, you know, Nick Sirianni made those comments after the season, and that's just who he is. Like, Sirianni sometimes, people overanalyze a lot of things Nick Sirianni says, and I remember this past, I guess, I don't even want to say off season. It was, like, just days after last season, and he had mentioned how Quez Watkins can be one of the best number twos in the NFL. He did say that. And we can all sit here. (laughs) Right. We can all sit here and debate that, you know, whatever. That's not the reality of the situation now that A.J. Brown's here, you know, Devontae Smith is in his second season, but you know, Nick Sirianni, like it, he doesn't come out. It's not a delusional statement. Like we can sit here and, you know, probably agree. He's not a number, t- a great number two in the NFL. I'm not, you know, it's not a, it's not me hating on him. It's just, you know, the reality of it, but you know, Nick Sirianni doesn't just come out here and say that stuff. If Quez Watkins doesn't go out there and establish himself as a pretty solid wide receiver in this NFL, in the NFL, an explosive wide receiver, he's one of the fastest players in the league take uh-huh. the top off the defense. I mean, he had, what was it? A 90, was it 99 yard reception that somehow didn't end up as a touchdown? Like, that did, you know, it just doesn't it just happen. 91. And we didn't Where score did points these? on by that. It was 91 yard reception that the Eagles came away scoreless on that drive. Some type of way. That was the Philly so, special drive. I believe when Sirianni tried to bust out the Philly special and that didn't work out. Obviously. Mm. So. <laughs> That's right. Wow. What a, last season was fun. But uh, yeah, like <laughs> know, stuff like that just it. doesn't happen. I mean, I believe his first career touchdown was like a screen pass he took for like thirty yards. You know, he had thirty yards after the catch, something like that. Remember, um, he had know, that, that long. He had that long screen in preseason, and everybody was screaming about Joe too. Flacco. Remember? <laughs> That's crazy. How does a player catch a ball and run that far? And you talk about the quarterback. That's talk crazy. about QB competition, please, please. Mm. That's Eagles fans though, over over analyzing the quarterbacks. Well, that was PFF. PFF were the ones that decided to tweet that. But you know, the, nah, well, a lot of media, fans, man. This, this time of the year, it's time. It's the time of the year that media outlets, especially when it's like a time where not a lot of engagement is happening, they say, "How can we stir up mm. the Philly fans?" And they tweet things like that. But yeah, Quez is uh, looking like that. He's going to take advantage of all the mismatches he is going to get in this receiver core, with all the focus being on Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. So on to another receiver that Steve. Wait, wait, wait really, happy. really quickly before you go there. So yeah, go I ahead. just want to. I just want to ask, like. You know, I said what I said about Nick Sirianni believing Quez Watkins can be one of the better number two wide receivers in the NFL. That just can't happen now because A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are here. But, like, realistically, you look around at the wide receiver groups in the NFL, like, Quez Watkins might be the best wide receiver three in the NFL. Like, like it's... I mean, because, you know, two wide receivers start, your third is kind of like... 
Like, what are we looking at here? What do you he's, What do you think? He's He's up there. So I, the first people that come to mind is Tyler Boyd on Cincinnati because it's Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and then Tyler Boyd uh, comes to mind there. And then I'm thinking about obviously, you know, Dallas broke up their trio. It'd be a different conversation. So as far as trios go, so you think of Tampa Bay who just brought in Julio Jones. So he's he's depending on you know injury and how much he has mm. left in the tank. He'll probably Forgot be a top that. three. Tyler Boyd. Do you consider the Saints? Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Uh, oh, wow. You know, that's that. Jay Jets. Well, I don't know. Is KJ Osborne like a good wide receiver three? Vikings fans will tell you he's nice. Mm. And then you have um, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Seljuk Wilson in Miami. Uh, um, um, yeah. Yeah, you can make the argument. You can make the argument. I think I would give mm. Tyler Boyd. I would give Tyler Boyd probably the 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 inch there as a good WR three. But I think I think Quez is definitely up there as one of the as one of the top ones. Which is huge considering this has been the weaker position group on the team for quite some time now. Well, receiving receivers in general yeah, have been, <laughs> have been certain certainly weak. And speaking of receivers, one of them. Had a good day on his first day in training camp. One that you will be very happy to hear was Jalen Rager, who... Mm. Uh, Best he, wide receiver four he, in the NFL. No, I'm kidding. Four or five. Well, Pascal is probably four. But yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's so, right. That's right. So if anybody knows that this is their one last chance to kind of make it in the NFL, or just like, or, or at least in Philadelphia, it's Jalen Rager. And, you know, obviously he's been through a lot. We've spoken about it numerous times. And he came to camp looking spry, looking quick, looking like he wants mm. to kind of turn over a new leaf this season. And he Ooh. took one. His first touchdown in training camp on day one was from a shovel pass from Gardner Minshew. So they're trying to, like, find new ways to get him the ball, it sounds like. And the shovel pass is mm. probably a good way to allow him to utilize his speed. And then the second play, he beat Zach McPherson on a post-corner route and got in the end zone there, too. So he's, he's making plays. He definitely turned some heads on day one, and that's more than he's done in the last two seasons. Minus the uh, the one hand catch he had last year, I think against the Patriots in that uh, in that joint Which practice, it was like the best training camp catch, it's the best play of his career, ever. probably, and it wasn't even like, in a game. Forget, yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thoughts on a potential Jalen Rager revenge tour this season? Are you ha- well? I'm sure you're wow. happy to hear this. I mean, but if, you know, if this happens for, for your brand, this is a big day for you. Yeah. So uh, obviously, there's a lot of new listeners we have for whatever reason. You know, we're active on other social media platforms. I'm not going to pitch them again. Vic already did so. But my brand for a while was being a Jalen Rager stand when it wasn't popular, and now it's popular because people are finally realizing that he's nah, a human being. He's a human popular. being, not just a football player. No, because I caught I caught a lot of hate one day. I fired off a tweet a couple months ago about Rager, and this that's because you chose to do it like the day like his friend died. Like you just have the worst timing for this stuff. <laughs> apparently, apparently, and I caught a lot of hate for, it, and I just did not want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it because I defended this guy for years. His dad blocked me on Twitter for whatever reason. I was literally writing articles for our website supporting him. Like that, you know, he, the the game he had that big punt return that boosted the team. I was gassing it up, and this dude blocks me for whatever reason. So I maybe last we, year. maybe one day we can rehash this issue, Monte. Maybe one he day. He had a punt return last year for like sixteen yards, and you were like, "Where are you at, haters?" Like it was, it was, it was a, okay. It wasn't sixteen. It was like thirty something yards. Nah, it was definitely like less. Than it was 20 definitely twenty five. Nah, it was less than twenty yards. And then he bobbles all the other puns, and he dropped the two passes against the Giants and all of this and that. But yeah, encouraging signs from Jalen Rager in the first day of training camp. So that's good to see. Hopefully he can try and uh, put it put it all well, together. Well, look, really quickly though, like, so 
again, I'll say this a million times, with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and you can't forget about Dallas Goddard. I know he's a tight end, but he's still a guy who's going to get a high volume of targets in this offense, the passing offense, right? Whoever mm-hmm. comes next is going to have to, like, well, not have to. Their job's going to be easier. I'm, I'm talking guys like Quez. I'm talking guys like Zach Pascal. If Jalen Reger's still here, I'm talking about him. Whoever else, you know, is in that position, wide receiver three, four, whatever you want to, you know, put them in. Uh, you know, it's not like they're going to be matched up with like the best corners in the NFL. Those guys are going to be focusing on Devontae, AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard. So like literally depending on what's being ran, like just beat the lesser talent in front of you. Like there's going to be cornerback threes, maybe a safety gets matched up on them, whatever it is, linebacker, whatever it is matched up opposite of them. It's going to be a, a mismatch you would think. Right. And you just have to win those battles and, the chances of them winning those battles are higher now that AJ Brown's here. And then you you had mentioned Rager. You, you said I mean he was with the second unit. I would assume mm-hmm. since Minshew yep. Minshew, was, Minshew yeah. was running the play shuffle pass. Like Sirianni's going out of his way to get creative with them. Um, I would assume maybe to. they do the you same thing to. with you Quez. can't keep trying the same old stuff when you Is got Quez players in that category though. Because Quez has a lot of speed. Like you uh, might be to... yeah, he's your bubble screen guy, I guess. But if you want to get Rager, like it's not like Rager's slow. Like he has the speed. It's just that what can you do to try and like help him along? So maybe he can put it together on the field. Shovel pass is a good way to do that. I was, I was, that's what I'm saying. He took it right to the end zone. He made a beeline for the end zone and and made it past a couple of defenders. So I was, I was, their jobs are easier now. Would you agree? Uh, who like Rager? Everyone, he's the fifth receiver on the depth chart. Yeah, his job is easy. (laughs) And I, and honestly, I would. I would put Goddard, I know he's tight end, but I'm putting him, I mean, you could, he may be the number one target some Sundays, you know what I'm saying? Just because of the matchups and stuff. So what I'm saying is if you're not one of those three guys, your job is a lot easier. Oh, of course. A lot yeah, easier. Definitely, definitely. Just by A.J. Brown, the minute they traded for A.J. Brown, their jobs got easy. <laughs> not to mention this rushing offense, this offensive line that's going to protect yeah. Jalen, the run game, like. Did you hear, uh, speaking of the rushing, and we'll get into Miles because there's some interesting stuff with him, but did you hear Miles telling like fantasy players, like, don't take me this year because we just don't have the offense and I don't put enough, I don't put up enough mm. points the way the offense goes. So I don't know if he's taking shots or like the Eagles don't give him the ball enough or what have you. But well, you mentioned that's rushing interesting, offense. man, because that position and he's on in a, he's on what we call this a deadline year in terms of getting that, yeah, that he's entering quote, a contract unquote, big ext- contract yeah. year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has to so, figure it out. But there's definitely some juicy news I have about that that happened today ooh. in training camp when I when I get there. Um, but so yeah, moving on to Jalen Hurts in day one. So a, a bad day, a bad day, I guess I'll say in training camp today. But I had a really good first day and uh, in training camp. So in his first in his first eleven on eleven red zone rep on day one, he went four for four with touchdowns to both Kenny Gainwell as well as AJ Brown. And he also had a touchdown to Quez Watkins with Maddox and coverage. You already saw that. You know, I don't have to keep talking about that play. And then on a later sequence, it got like weird. One one pass like slipped out of Hurts' hand. Like it was like a weird play where like Miles was too close to him, and like he like knocked it. I don't know. He tried to like pass it, but Miles was there and it, like got knocked out of his hand. And Brandon Graham nearly intercepted it, but Lane Johnson uh, knocked it out. And then Hurts had another pass. And this is where you start to see some of the old habits. There was two plays specifically where you saw kind of the same habits from Jalen Hurts. One, he had a pass to Dallas Goddard on an out route. And somehow, like, he got he got the pass out too late. Marcus Epps jumped in front of it and picked him off. Then there was another play. These are all red zone drills. There was another play where he saw Quez in the end zone. 
and like they made eye contact like they were looking at each other and he either didn't have the confidence to pull the trigger or just mm. didn't thought better of it and he just took off and ran instead so you see some of those older habits he had from last year that you kind of hope he breaks out of so that was interesting to see as well but overall it was a very productive day from from uh, from Jalen Hurts in day one Day two today got a little hairier because there was like no offense to speak of today. Defense certainly won the day today. Um, he threw one pick to uh, Avante Maddox. He made an ill-advised throw in coverage. He was targeting Dallas Goddard, and Avante Maddox made a leaping interception. It was a good play by him, uh, but also a bad throw by her. It's in the same notion, mm. if that makes if that makes sense. So uh, a very good day, day one. Weird, weird day for him, day two. It was definitely uh, night and day. So that was – that's – interesting to see so uh thoughts on that thoughts on his uh sub amazing day in day one and subpar day in day two so that's the thing man like it comes a point however many like training camp days the media is actually you know uh able to be there right and watch this team play like when would the conversation become like let's just say the offense dominates like four days in a row when would the conversation then become uh-oh this defense doesn't look good the secondary might get toasted right like, what if the, the, if the offense that's that's exactly a good point so, because like, it's the what, offense what are, go ahead go ahead I'll, I'll let you get your no point, no no, no. You, you're go ahead no, that's no I'm, saying, I'm saying i'm saying if the offense was torching the defense every single obviously that's the more flashier thing and that's the things fans want to hear but if the offense was torching the defense yeah, but every then you're single worried practice, about the defense you'd right? be like holy hell this defense is getting fucked like what's gonna happen mm-hmm. like and, but it's good for me today i was excited to see the defense step up and make plays because jalen Hurts kind of had his way in the first day today the defense locked that down bradbury had breakups uh, mac mccain made plays Minshew had two interceptions the defense locked in the defense locked in on day two, and I was happy to see that because you they made adjustments and they were able to kind of, you know, uh, come out on top today. So if you were keeping score in training camp, it'd be offense day one, defense day two. Mm. I guess the tiebreaker would be tomorrow before off day on Sunday. But, yeah, to your point, I, I would be concerned if the defense wasn't making plays. Now, and I know the quarterback thing, like, you know, all eyes are on Jalen Hurts. Any yes, Eagles fans, so. like even your casual Eagles fans that don't really pay that much attention will tell you like this is this is the year we find out if he's the guy so everything he does is going to be I don't want to say overanalyzed but it's going to be everything he does is going to be under a bigger microscope compared to everybody else matter of fact like you could probably put the rest of the team under a microscope and everything Jalen does will be uh you know investigated more if that makes sense right so for me, I know this is like a terrible source. And again, I'm not there. So everything I hear is from Twitter and from you. I could tell you if it's right or not. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I did see a ESP tweet, Elliot Shore Parks. He compared mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. This is day one of training camp. He compared mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts's uh, red zone uh, passing attempts, I guess, was it day one of this training camp versus last training camp? And it was like astronomically different. And obviously, like numbers are numbers. They were much better numbers, but he's, you know, the eye test to him was much better too. So, you know, these are the things you want to hear. Can you, can you kind of touch on that? Like, how do you feel? You were there last year too, right? At least for, uh, a, day or two. for a couple of them, for a couple of them last year. What was your question actually? I'm what talking red zone. So ESP had tweeted something out after day one of training camp this year, comparing Jalen's passing numbers and red zones in the red zone situations versus training camp last year. And this year's numbers were far better. Like it wasn't even close. Oh I mean, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. The eye yeah. test will tell you that too. It's not just the numbers. So you're asking me, does he look better this year in the red zone? 
Is that your, yeah. is that what you're asking me? And yeah, obviously, of like it's the red zone, but like you can still judge a cute because like everything is is shrunk in the red zone. So like if your red zone numbers are higher, it can kind of give you a better indication of how the quarterback is altogether, right? Because a lot of the things we we sit here and talk about with Jalen that he needs to improve. We sat here and talked all off season us on this podcast and Eagles uh-huh. fans in general. You guys bring up to us all off season. Um, are even more of of a thing in the red zone because if if Jalen is going to hold on to the ball and not throw it like that's something we talk about with Jalen that he he struggled with last year, um, it can become more of a problem in the red zone because it's a shorter field and you're leaving points on the board because if he decides yeah. not to throw the ball, we're talking field goals instead of touchdowns. We're talking, uh, you know, turnovers on downs instead of scoring points. Like this is what we're talking about. So you were there. Can can you touch on that? Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened on that drive. They, if it was a real game scenario, they have, they essentially left points on the board when Jalen took off, which was weird for him to see because that's something that I thought he got better at as the year went on. Um, but yeah, the, the emphasis this training camp seems to be red zone and like third down situations. They want him to get as comfortable as possible when they get down there. And their red zone efficiency and, and all, you know, and to, to be fair, their red zone efficiency this season should be top six to eight. Like they have no reason to not be effective in the red zone with Jalen Hurd's dual threat ability with mm-hmm. AJ Brown with Dallas Scott. They have all the weapons necessary to, to be effective in the red zone, which is why it looks like they're emphasizing it. And he certainly looks more comfortable this year compared to last season. He makes better decisions. I know we were, we're emphasizing this one where he ran, where I, I, I don't know what didn't click and why he didn't throw the ball. I'm not in his head. I'm not sure why he, uh, that, that, that happened, but overall he was making good decisions. He only had a uh, three, three incompletions day one. And there was there was a he lot was of like twelve that. or fifteen, I think. I heard. yeah, three incompletions. Yeah, four touchdowns and three incompletions day one. So okay. so yeah, well, yeah, it was a good phenomenal. day. He had a very good day day one and day two. They didn't score at all. So <laughs> because mm. the defense generated generated a ton of pressure. But to be fair, like Minshew struggled today too. They both like every quarterback pretty much struggled. It mm. wasn't just like a Hurts problem. And Glad Minshew you looked good. That. They all they all looked terrible. All right, so they all looked bad today. The defense was on top, first and second team. Both generated great pressure, forced Minshew into two interceptions, two very, very one interception where uh where um who who deflected it? Uh somebody deflected somebody deflected a pass and Davian Taylor um and Davian Taylor caught it. Uh, I don't remember I don't remember who it was. Um I can't remember. Oh, Mac McCain. Mac McCain showed up today. So Mac McCain deflected it. And it landed with Davion Taylor, and he also had Mac McCain had another breakup on Quez Watkins today. Um, so everybody and Minshew just looked terrible. Those two picks were disastrous. Mm. Uh, he had two consecutive completions to uh, Goddard, the pocket and Jack Stall, and Jack Stall, and then like Andre Shasher, I think his name is, like a reserve safety made the interception. The only like good play from a quarterback today, if you can call it good, was Carson Strong had a, like a bomb. Like that man has a cannon, not for nothing. He threw a deep one to a fly route on Britton Covey. And Britton Covey unfortunately didn't catch it, but that that thing soared. If you did, we not a, say this months ago though when he was yeah, picked up by the team. Hail, we literally it, said this. It's going to be intriguing because I can imagine the Eagles being like in a hail mary situation where they need to like bomb <laughs> a ball sixty five yards and they just put fucking like Carson Strong in there because that's not her specialty. Uh, but he certainly has the strength. I know he has knee problems and like he has some weird stuff going on upstairs. But but Carson Strong definitely. As the arm. So, yeah, largely up and down performances from Hertz. Day one, fantastic. Day two, not so great. It's going to happen. It's practice. It is it is what it is. So, on to the defensive side of the ball. 
I want to touch on a guy who is shining and finally for my brand, it is happening to somebody of mine. Mm. And Zach McPherson is showing up. He is showing up. The Fear McPherson movement is back on. And Darius <laughs> Slade's taking him under his wing on a press conference, either before or after practice. I don't remember. He said he's teaching Zach McPherson everything he knows because he's going to take my spot one day. Hell yeah, that's the stuff. That's the stuff I like Whoa, to hear. He had some right. pass wait, breakups. Wait, 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 wait. He had, go ahead. No, he had some pass breakups. And McPherson's looking good out there. He's looking good out there. Okay, that's great to hear. This is what you want to hear because that's one of, like, for people who really, like, pay attention to the Eagles, and I know you're out there. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably really pay, pay attention to the Eagles, right? That's one of the underrated aspects of this season. Everybody's going to talk about the quarterback and all this stuff, but that's one of the underrated aspects is, like, if this team can grow and develop a young corner, forget the young corners on this team, because, like, as, as great as you feel – as great as you may feel about Slay, Bradbury, and obviously Maddox, too, who he's he's entering his prime. He's still relatively young, I would say. Who's um, this, Maddox? I'm talking, yeah, Maddox. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about the cornerback uh, group as a whole. Like, the future, you know, that's going to be a question, right? Because Slay's older, Bradbury's older. Like, that's mm-hmm. going to be a question. So, you know, the time is now to develop, you know, young corners, a young corner, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you were a big fan of uh, McPherson coming out of the draft last year. For those, I'll let you have your because you didn't finish. I don't mean I didn't mean. I'm sorry for interrupting, but I, nah, just I felt the need ahead, to because I you had your regular moment, a, dude. You had your regular moment. <laughs> well, it doesn't stop there. It does not stop there. It does not stop there. We'll get into, into <laughs> the next. We'll get it to it in a minute. Go ahead. But um, really quickly, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, I think you may have forgot to bring this up earlier, but uh. For those that have tuned into the Philly pod for a while, last season, prior to the season starting, we had a debate who would be the more impactful player, <laughs> Zach McPherson or Kenneth Gainwell. Now, like, you know, they were both, they both had their opportunities and doses, but it was pretty clearly Kenneth Gainwell last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had switched over to the defensive side of the ball for this topic, but really quickly, I think you forgot, something interesting came out today about the uh, running back group, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes in with, you know, me being, I guess we could say a Kenneth Gainwell. I don't even, I don't like to use the word super fan. I just believe in his game. Like you can call me a, you're a believer. That, you're a believer. Yeah. That's like, like I, I don't know. There's like stand the word stands thrown around yeah, like all word. these terms. Yeah. You know, you're I just a believer fun of for all. celebrating Kenneth Gainwell in the fourth or fifth round. Like literally well, we didn't make fun of you. It was just funny because Saturday, every no, year we have you. these gems. Saturday afternoon, oh, my yeah, mom comes mom. down the stairs and it's like, oh, relax. It's like a ninth round draft pick. I'm like, first of all, there's not nine rounds in the draft. Because how often Second do all, our mid-round gems get taken? It never happens. Exactly. It never, our mid-round. Exactly. And then when, when they finally announce, I, w- I remember sitting at my like desk, like about to write up the pick or whatever. And they said Kenneth Gainwell. And I couldn't believe it because finally between the two of us, one of us got one of our mid-round gems that the Eagles actually took. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they never do. That never, that never happens. And it's always yeah, some yeah. other team, and they turn out to be a great player. I'm not saying I should be that's, like an NFL. Although that would be cool to be an NFL scout. I'm not saying I should be, but because I know you guys bring up great points too. I'm not the only Kenneth Gainwell. You know, there's a lot of Kenneth Gainwell uh, Eagles. He was fans the steal of the draft. He was a top 100 player. Mel Kiper had him, and they got him in the fifth round. So. So, yeah, good, good. But good, anyway, uh, good this goes into really quickly before you touch on the defense. You know what I'm talking about, that running back group. Some yeah. interesting information came out. You were there, so give the yeah, audience. We can, yeah, we can get to it. One, one last thing on McPherson before I before I get to that. He had a pass breakup yeah. on Devontae Smith day one. So there you go. There you go. Fear McPherson, mm. dude. He's breaking up passes on Devontae. Hell Wide yeah. receiver, well, 1.5. Wide receiver 1A or 1B, whatever you <laughs> 1A. want to call it. But oh, yeah, he's so 1A. Point, he's 1B. Sorry, 1B. 
All right. Ooh. So so yeah, to your point, the running backs to 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 Steven's happiness and and enjoyment well, no, 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 no. and excitement. Well, yeah, I guess. Go ahead. Kenneth Gainwell. Just maybe running back one on this offense. And day two of training camp. Miles Sanders exclusively got reps with the second team. Boston mm. Scott and Kenneth Gainwell split the first team reps. Now, Miles Sanders looked shaky in the first practice. He was bobbling shaky. balls, you know. Shaky, yeah. He's bobbling. Well, his hands. I'll say his hands look shaky. Bobbling balls. And, you know, he's, he's never been good with catching the ball. And he made some mistakes in the first in the first camp. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Second team reps in the second camp. And that's something to monitor with a guy entering his contract year. Is this the passing of the torch, making Kenneth Gainwell the, the, the bell cow, per se, or the, mm-hmm. or, the, or the lead back or whatever it is you want to call it? But it's certainly... An interesting development when I saw Miles Sanders over there getting reps with the second team and seeing Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell splitting the first team reps. What do you think is going on there, Steven? Well, every moment so of glory thi- because this man so, Gainwell well, just might be leading the fucking backfield. It doesn't feel like a moment of glory, actually, because I'm also a Miles Sanders fan. And Are honestly, you? like, Are you? I am. I am oh, a Miles shit. Sanders fan. I should have wore the Damn. T-shirt for the podcast. Find it what, on the our fly website. for Miles, John? Yeah, find hurt? it on our website. Yeah. Um. That was I one of the hotter designs. Yeah, one of the bigger designs. That's one of the most goaded poses too. Like that's a perfect yeah, t-shirt yeah. thing. We're that was when he caught the, it in uh, the back of the fucking end zone. The Carson throw in Washington, right? Because his biggest yeah, yeah. weakness is his hands, and Vic made that out fucking the, catch. Well, Carson the, threw it so fucking hard you couldn't drop it. Yeah. Like it was stuck to his hands. Say what you want about Carson, but that throw was <laughs> that shit was on a fucking missile. Hell yeah! Oh my god, that's one of the best throws I've ever seen on a football field. That was insane. But he had no choice but to catch it. Shit flew into his fucking hands. Yeah, that's like the no look dime you get on the court, and the dude blows the layup. It's mm. hard and dime, hard. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, I don't know, man. I feel like Miles might be in the. Uh, this is a hot take. I, this is gonna your reaction will tell me all I need to know. But is Miles Sanders in the underrated group now? Because He's, I feel like every time his name is brought up, people are like, oh. He doesn't deserve this. No way. They shouldn't even. They shouldn't even resign him. We're at the point now where people are like, "Oh no, Kenneth Gainwell's running back one." Yeah. First of all, yeah. I'm the biggest Gainwell fan in the world. I can, I'll go buy his jersey. I'll tell you right now. I mean, he could have the all see off season of a lifetime. I don't know if he's ready to be quote unquote running back one just yet. Miles Sanders is a better. Obviously, Gainwell has better hands. He may fit the scheme better, certain aspects of it. But Miles Sanders is a home run hitter. You don't just put up the yards per carry he has over the last several years. Like you just don't. Th- you just don't do that. You yeah, know but what, what I mean? are like, the what are the two knocks against Miles though? Well, I guess it would be what his hands and what yeah, else and what's uh, the other one? durability? I guess exactly. Right? Exactly, that's the big thing. And it's been the last two years now. He's had wait, hand wait, wait, problems really and ankle problems and what? What's the matter? Did we not have this conversation last year though? Training camp preseason, Miles yes. Sanders was literally not playing with like. So this might just be precautious. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, that's why I, 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 I mean, we're not drawing conclusions from him taking second team reps in one practice. I'm All just right, saying because well, some people are making it out to be like I'm just I'm Gainwell's saying like I'm saying it's something to now. monitor because he's entering a mm. contract year and maybe the Eagles are starting to like see what it would look like if Gainwell was the lead back. I think that's all it is. That's all it is. But yeah, you're well, right. Gainwell needs hitter. the reps more than Sanders, obviously. Facts, right? Facts. But he was splitting it with Boston Scott. Like that's what they both need the reps more than Sanders. And I was like, all right, but he did look good. He had a couple outside runs, some zone runs today. Miles looked good today he looked a lot better today than he did on day one um but maybe that's because he was with the second team so we'll see tomorrow at 10 a.m on saturday to see mm. what kind of what's 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 happening there um 
Yeah, and Miles has been, like I said, dealing with injuries over the last two seasons. But like you mentioned, a home run hitter. He's consistently among the league leaders in yards per carry. I think he was behind. I think he was like tied for fourth with Nick Chubb last year in yards per carry. And I know for the first half of the season, he was barely using them two carries and a half and all these kind of stats before they moved over to that rush-heavy style the second half of the season. But yeah, it was definitely interesting to see when Miles was with the second team in game one. Scott was splitting those first-team reps. So something to keep an eye on. As far as uh, as that is concerned, haven't talked much about AJ Brown, but that man is every bit every bit of a beast. As like just when you watch him, the Devonte has the better footwork. I, I, we all know that his he's a route technician. He has the better footwork, but the size and speed and agility for a guy like I it's so it's so crazy to see him in person move at that at move like that at that size, and he hits these routes and his feet move so quick, and he is just. A, a, a specimen when you watch him out there. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen a guy move like that with a 225-pound frame. It's it's unbelievable to watch. Um, I've been saying how bad Jalen was today, but he did have a good throw, about 25-yard completion on a crossing route to A.J. Brown earlier today. So that did happen. It looks like that uh, that time they're working in the offseason is paying off because they're, they're hitting on plays like that. So uh, they're just very good. I have a compilation of... Uh, day one film from A.J. Brown on my Instagram if you if you guys want to go and check that out. So real quick hitting on defense. Marcus Epps looks far and away the best safety on the roster. He made he made some good plays in training camp day one, was very active day two. He looks every bit of the guy that is, you know, fully ready to to step into a full-time role. So uh, it's good to see that. He looks like he's he's by far the best safety on the roster. So that's, that's good much. to watch. I mean, yeah, the bar isn't very high there, but you know, – <laughs> It is what it is. And Kaiser White looks good, too. Kaiser White had his first quote-unquote sack today in training mm. camp day two, his first sack, if you call it. He blew up a play. Linebackers back the make, all right, man, I'll take it. Got to Jalen. So linebackers are making plays. T.J. Edwards still in there. And the Kobe Dean got second-team reps today. They're bringing him along. Um, so, yeah, good things, good things from the uh, from the linebackers. Steven has a field to have some fucking linebackers in this court. Kaiser White getting in the backfield. Who's the mm. last linebacker to get in the backfield of any sort? Yeah, right. In our defense. Besides just – that's a thing, man. So annoying. There's like, like, so over the last several years, you got guys like, uh, what, Nate, Gary, and, um, I guess Alex Singleton, right? Am I missing anybody? Uh, Eric Wilson, uh, uh, yeah, well, I don't want um, so like, who's the, who's the guy, people, who's the guy that got released like halfway, halfway through was Eric the season, Wilson, wasn't it? Yeah, he did. But there was, a, there was another guy. Oh my God. I couldn't believe him. He was like, I got to oh. find the name. You remember him, Washington? Guy? Yeah, God, what the hell is his and name? And we thought he was a great, uh, something Brown, right? Oh yeah, what the fuck is his name? Zach Brown. Uh, Zach Brown, yes, good memory. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that what a disaster that was. God. Well, so my point is, people would bring up like, well, maybe they're not as bad. They they lead the team in tackles, dude. They lead, lead the, team the team in tackles, tackles because they run. What, what does that mean? <laughs> they're not. They're they're not like. It's not like they're making plays. They just so happen to be there where there's already yards established yeah. on the play we're already tackles is not these... a good stat when you're tackling them 15 yards downfield <laughs> that's what i'm saying man it's it feels like some stupid basketball stat people use like what are you talking about like oh, i want guys man. i want playmakers out there make something happen don't like we don't have to get into it but yeah um uh, you were there um because i i want to know i'm not aware of it like how did nicobe did you actually get to get a good read on nicobe dean at all over the last two um, days of training he moves camp? Well, like, does he... he's not doing all he's not you know like they don't they just got him running drills and doing some stuff he's not like you know full-on like engaged yet they're bringing him along as they do any okay. rookie any any rookie draft pick same with jordan davis you know it's 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 they're just treating their rookies 
how they would treat any rookie. But you can see the instincts. You can see the smarts. You can definitely tell he's going to be the quarterback of this defense for the foreseeable future. So it's definitely oh, good to really? see okay. the Eagles are high on him. Um, who's the guy? I forget his name. The guy that was comparing him to uh, to Bobby Wagner yesterday. Oh, that's I forget right. his name. Who was that? Uh, he's on Good Morning Football. About. I forget. I forget his name. It's, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it. But he's 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 a real deal, and you can see it when he's Davion Taylor there. Uh, Davion Taylor is there too. Yep, he made some plays. He had an interception today, and he oh, had wow. a pass. He had a well timed. Uh, he popped Boston Scott today. He he broke. He mm. caused an incompletion laying out Boston Scott. So hey. Davion Taylor's in there too. The linebackers are here. I mean, here. when he was drafted, however many years ago, third I mean, round I in right 2020, about, I believe he was drafted. So right about now is when we should start seeing right some growth, yeah. some actual. And he's growth a missile things. out there. He's definitely athletic enough. It's just that he Ooh. didn't have much football like experience when he got drafted. But he's he's coming to his own. He 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 put a nice little nice little hit on on Boston Scott, causing that causing that incompletion. So it was a rough day for the too, offense man. all around. Just a rough rough day for the offense today. It was it was it was it was hard for yeah, him. And then adjusted. Yeah, gaining straight away from your like sticks to, defense, I suppose, huh? Yeah, you do like to see that. Uh, one more, one more player to kind of speak on. Grant Calcaterra looks like he's uh, beelining for that tight end two spot. He had oh a touchdown, touchdown down ask. the middle on day one, and had a couple plays today. Jack Stahl had a catch, but obviously with Richard Rodgers and Tyree Jackson on the pup list, that spot is open. Jay Jaw's doing nothing. What about Jay Jaw? He was he got first team reps on the special teams unit today. With Patrick oh, he, this Johnson. This dude's not even like, he switched the tight yeah, end for bad. what? It's bad, man. It's bad. I, I will sucks, be stunned man. at this point if he makes the roster. I'll generally be stunned. Still can't but believe Gr- we drafted him. Grant Calcaterra, man, you, you said in our draft podcast that tight end two was a spot, and they took one in the hey, sixth round, and he looks like wrong, he's going to make this 53-man roster. How's it feel? You're taking a lot of dubs, Hey, man. you just gave me a content idea. This dude <laughs> laughed at me. I did. I laughed my ass pre- off. <laughs> Our pre-NFL draft 2022 uh, scouting video, preview, whatever you want to call it, right? One of the podcasts. Uh, You know, we're going down the list of needs for the team, and I mentioned tight end, too. And I haven't heard this guy laugh this hard since then. I'm going to put (laughs) it on here now. It's going to go on Instagram, That was just a position I didn't expect to hear. (laughs) All the positions to list of needs in the draft. You said tight end, too. It was like a top three position. It was hilarious. Yeah, I guess it probably – yeah, I should have said it. Hey, man, that six-round pick. Six-round pick's going to make – he's he's catching some nice balls from Minshew out there. So, Well, wait, what draft pick – what round was Quez Watkins taking? Sixth round. Damn, wide receiver three, man. He's a six-round goat, dude. I mean, listen, you know, if Quez Watkins literally, like, if he retired today, he would already get, like, he would already be a pretty good six-round pick, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, he put course, up, what, 600-plus yards last yeah, year? Yeah, 600 yards and a touchdown last year. Six forty-seven. your wide receiver three is putting up, can he can he put up 600-plus again this year? Yeah, of course he will. I yeah. mean, we expect this passing offense to be much better. Of course, yeah. I expect, I expect. I, That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Well, listen, the Eagles wide receiver corps were third to last last year. 1,993 yards, third to last, wow. which is why Howie went and, uh, you know, made those moves. I actually have a question for you since we since I just brought that up. And I put this on Twitter yesterday. Is this is this a hot take that – is this a hot take? Ready? I think that the loss to Tampa Bay in the playoff game – I actually think getting steamrolled like that was a good thing because if the mm. game was close – say the game was close – and it was like we lost by a field goal or a touchdown. Howie and the organization would probably make just smaller tweaks on the roster, thinking we're good enough, mm. and then, you know, kind of run it back this season. But instead, we got point. fucking demolished, embarrassed, and it was quite jarring for the front office from what I heard. They were pretty embarrassed by the way that happened. There's a lot of people. And, and Howie said, fuck about, this. Yeah. And then went and made all the changes that he did this offseason. So, so your thoughts on that? Well, there's a lot of people who, like, 
it's usually the Hurts naysayers that try to bring up like all you know all that you know the offense was literally ter- tailored to his strength just to go into the playoffs and get blown out. And that's like just such narrow, uh, such a narrow-minded view. Like at the end of the day, we were good enough to make the playoffs. However, you want to spin it, we ran into the Bucks, the best quarterback of all time on that team. They stacked like on paper the Bucks. Pro- I mean, you can argue them or the. Oh, Rams first of all, they the ran into team. Vita Vea, who you can't do shit against on offense. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah to a your bad point, matchup against the team who won the Super Bowl the year before. And hey, you know, on the Jaylen's record, first on the record, game. I kind of wanted the Bucks in the first round compared to like who we could have played the Rams or whoever man. else it was. Give me the I was best. like, give me the Bucks. Give coward. me the Bucks. They're injured. Well, you'd then, rather um, face yeah. like, I mean, I forget what teams were in there, but would you rather face, you know, X team the and Cowboys, be a the Rams? Game? We don't trade for AJ Brown then. Facts. Facts. Yeah. So that's that was, the point you were trying to make, right? Uh, yeah, I think I think once they saw the way we got our asses kicked, I think how we realized like this offense ain't sustainable. We need to come in here, bring some firepower in here. I think then. I think at that point in time, they noticed the gap of just how far we were at the time away from the elite teams. And I think how he was like, and people talk about maybe Russell Wilson starts for us in that game and it's different. Well, yeah, the score might be different, but I don't think we win. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? uh, Yeah, definitely different. Speaking of, um, I mentioned, um, um, I mentioned retirement earlier. Ryan Kerrigan (laughs) signed with the Redskins or the commanders. I guess they are the commanders who had like four fans show up for training camp. That's another topic. But I'm um, the commanders. Ryan Kerrigan signed with them for one team to retire. My question is, why couldn't he retire one year ago before he like signed with us and yeah. recorded three tackles all year? He did show up in the playoff game. He he had like two sacks in that playoff game, remember? And then we were like, where the did. fuck was this during the regular season? So I do remember that. So yeah, I wish this I man wish really that. just wanted to put on a night. Oh, uh, well. He just wanted to be an eagle. He just wanted to be an eagle. It is. Who doesn't want to be an eagle? It is is what it is. One last question before we get up out of here. Uh, What team does Jimmy G end up on? Because he's not going to be on the 49ers. They made it clear that it's Trey Lance season over there. I don't know, man. For a while, I wanted to say... I mean, it doesn't make sense now. I was going to say Pittsburgh, believe it or not, but they drafted... Oh, what the fuck? I got two yeah, teams ready. Number well, one. Kenny Pickett's an older. Yeah, I don't know. That's a bad one. Go I got ahead. two I teams. Know. I hear Mitchell Trubisky's winning that battle, by the way. Um, but um, um, oh, and also as far as the Panthers are considered, um, Baker Mayfield won day one, and Sam Darnold won day two. So I don't. Or, or the, the other way around. Baker Mayfield. If you saw that clip, those two yeah, walked into training clip. camp together. Sam Darnold. They were all. <laughs> Sam Darnold won day one, and Baker Mayfield won day two. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen over there? Mm. But my two, my two. Potential landing spots for Jimmy G. Number one, Seattle, unless they're going to run with Drew Locke or fucking Geno Smith or whatever the situation. Oh, they just gave the bag to DK Metcalf, the most guaranteed money yeah. of all fucking time. So if yeah, you pay him that money. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing DK Metcalf the ball. That's a weird. I don't like that. You want, you want Drew Locke throwing the ball to DK Metcalf? Jimmy G's better Jimmy than both those guys. Out. That man's dink and dunk to a. That's his game, man. Well, no, but Debo, you know, Debo. All right. And then. um, Debo? He's a yards yeah, who's like a running player. back. He was like a running back. And then my other dark horse is Houston, unless it's Davis Mills. Are they that sold on Davis Mills? They want to see him again. So bad, dude. Yeah, it's bad. It sucks for Jimmy G. So that is that. So, yeah, just uh, wanted to touch on that real quick. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to this training camp recap episode. Like I said, wanted to get a second day in before I got up on here and talked about it because, you know, you you get two extremes and, you know, I don't want everybody overreacting. Yeah, it's probably best we did do it after. Best. It is definitely best we did two of those. One more practice tomorrow, Saturday, 10 a.m. at Novacare, and then they have an off day. 
on Sunday. I'll do my best to provide coverage on that as well. You can find all my Eagles coverage as far as training camp and so on and so what have you over at thelibertyline.com. Be sure to go ahead for around-the-clock coverage on all five major Philly sports to go ahead and watch that or, you know, uh, keep tabs on that uh, website. Be sure to follow me on all social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at ThePhillyPod. Be sure to follow Steven at Steven Conrad Jr. on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere else you could find him, Tinder, Bumble, whatever he's doing these days. He's actually very active on Tinder these days. So, you know, All right, man. Relax. If you want to. <laughs> we're, we're trying to be professional here. This is if a you professional go ahead, podcast. The top That's... G, dude. He's the top G on the internet right now. The top G. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Be sure to go ahead, subscribe. Apple Check iTunes, out the, Spotify, uh, No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, do what? that. I haven't seen any reviews on the uh, audio. Yeah, the fuck is going on? Jesus Christ. All we ask for is reviews. Keep in mind, this is a video podcast, too. You can find the video, the 4K visuals on uh, on YouTube at the Liberty Line. Uh, we'll have all this. We'll have it posted. Videos. Yeah, I go clips. through too much shit with my 4K cam link to not have fucking views over there. So yeah, come on, guys. Check out the video. The audio has been doing very well, though. Thank you guys for the audio. Whoever's listening yes. in their cars. Leave those reviews. Driving around. One guy hit me up on Instagram yesterday. He was like, when I'm driving around, I just throw your podcast on, even the old ones. I was like, oh. Oh, wow. I appreciate okay, it. But what are the old ones like? What? Yeah, but what old ones like? What purpose does that serve? Like, that Probably when we were so defending Carson Wentz when he was throwing. Oh, not that fucking old. God four damn. times every Sunday. Yeah. Hey, you'd be when surprised. he was fucking throwing the ball to Jamal Adams in the end zone. <laughs> what a time was. Yes, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, anywhere else you get your shows, subscribe. Rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Don't forget SeatGeek.com. Promo code the Philly Pod, $20 off your very first purchase. Let me go catch you guys at Eagles Games. Until the next one, y'all, we'll do another one next week as training camp continues. Peace out from the Philly Pod. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.